Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. I'm here with Dion Timmer. What is good? We actually met on a shoot. Yes, that was like a few months ago. That was like a little bit ago. I didn't really know who she was. Yeah. But each other then, and then now yeah. we're reconnecting <laughs> because her. of a fake account yeah 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 some fake account was commenting on her videos and she was like yeah you should do an interview with me and the fake account replied and i'm like that's not me but i'm down either way so <laughs> <Yeah>. we did it <laughs> so here we are for yeah, you guys here we are so you're so, born in netherlands i was born in the netherlands in the north of the netherlands how do yep. you say it like franeker franeker yeah franeker i was born around there i've always been there i still live there with my mom uh, my dad lives more around Amsterdam. But, oh, yeah. what is Franeker like? Uh, nothing like this, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Let me tell you one thing, it's nothing like this. Mm -hmm. It's so quiet, there's like, there's like cows and grass and that's about it. Oh wow. Yeah, but I like it because every time I go there, it kind of resets my mind space mm -hmm. and my creativity in a way. And I think that's really healthy for my mentality here. Mm -hmm. What does your mom do? My mom, she works at a bank. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and my dad's into the shampoo business. Like, in what way? Um, he sells shampoo to like professional salons and stuff. Oh, so like more business. Yeah, type. more business type stuff. So, oh. Yeah. Where do you get your creative side from? Creative side, I actually don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of creative, I guess, but more of my stuff is more technical. I've been making music for a very long time now. Yeah. And it's just. I just started doing things a certain way and yeah that's I've just kind of like figured my own sound out by technical ways I guess mm -hmm. instead of creativity I'm still yeah still creative but not, don't have it from a family member or mm -hmm. whatever it's just came from me I guess what kind of music were they playing in the house when you were growing up uh it wasn't really like a certain type of music it was just what's on the radio um, at the time when I was younger of course and it was nothing like what you guys have over here. Mm -hmm. It's more of like dancey, trancey type stuff. Because we had Armin van Buren, Tiesto, all those DJs coming up when I was when I was younger for sure. And that kind of influenced me a lot too. But then you found music pretty, like you started making music at like 10. Yeah, it like, was crazy. Did your friends, are your friends like into music as well back then? Or like, um, was it just you? Yeah, it was just computer? like, all my friends were like playing video games and stuff. And I was like just the odd one out. I was still playing video games, but I was starting to do this music thing a little bit. Just like on my computer, just starting to make like little beats and stuff like that. And over the years, I kind of figured it out and it got out of hand when I was like 14 and I kind of stopped doing my homework. Oh wow. And I started making more music, but yeah, I met Excision when I was like 14. That's where it really got, you know, started off for me. Mm -hmm. It got How, serious. Yeah. How would you describe yourself back then growing up? Like personality? Um, personality, I was really quiet. I still am pretty shy, but this whole thing, this whole music thing, has really taken my personality out there and taught me how to be more social with people, I guess. Um, yeah, I was really like introverted, I guess. Mm -hmm. I would rather just like stay in my room and play games. I wasn't antisocial. I had my friends, I had my family and stuff, but I was definitely not really like a person who would go out 
for sure, yeah. Did you like school? School. Um, it was cool. I didn't really like the homework and the tests like that, but I like the social aspect of it, I guess. Because mm -hmm. you get to go there every single day with the same friends. And it really helped me in that social aspect. Was music your favorite subject at school? <laughs> it wasn't my favorite, but it was for sure the easiest. <laughs> what was your favorite? I like gym class a lot. Oh, um, what sports? We literally just played games and oh. <laughs> ran. That's maybe why I liked it <laughs> that much, yeah. Yeah, music class was easy for me because you were taught how to like compose little jams and little songs. And everyone always wants to pair up with me. And I to always secure made, the A. Yeah, to secure the A. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to talk big about myself here, but yeah, it was pretty easy. It yeah. wasn't that hard. Did you play any instruments? I do not, and I've never played any instrument. Uh, throughout the years of music production, I've kind of taught myself how to play piano and guitar, mm -hmm. but like nothing like crazy full songs. You know, like just like little parts for my own songs, I guess. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no instruments at all. <laughs> <laughs> what did your like parents think of your like really early dive into music and like putting all your time in not oh. even doing that much school? <laughs> they were stressful, trust me. Yeah, they were stressed out because they were focused on my school and they were telling me to focus on my school because of course it wasn't that, you know, they didn't know if there was going to be my future. But once it started like taking off and I started getting all these plays and follows and these big artists started to follow me, it got pretty serious and my parents at some point were like, all right, you know, you can take it a little easier on school because we think you're going to be like doing music for the rest. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where do you think you got your confidence from? Because there weren't that many people in front of her that were yeah. like, full-time musicians. Yeah, it's, uh, we don't really have a lot of musicians around in my area. We do have a couple names, Spaghetti, mm -hmm. which is like from, a little bit from the middle from our country. We have uh, Obey, which is a cool dubstep dude. They're kind of all like, you know, we all started out in the same area. And we've definitely talked to each other and shared our stories. And they're all pretty similar. When you first found music, itself you already listened to electronic music or did you listen to other types of music before? Uh, yeah probably electronic music that's what I grew up with because of the whole TSO, Armin van Buren, oh, they yeah. got Martin Garrix coming up they're all from my country so all you heard on the radio were songs by those guys and it kinda yeah influenced me in many ways for yeah. sure. What made you want to remix the AFK song? That oh the AFK song yeah. <laughs> that was that one song uh, me and Jimmy um, we linked up when I was about 13 years old. He hit me up on SoundCloud because he heard a tune of mine in a mix. And he was like, this tune's dope. I want to play it and stuff. And I sent it to him. And I was like, yo, can I remix that one on the floor tune? And he was like, hell yeah. So that kind of started rolling. And I sent it to him, the first version. And he freaked out about it. He was really happy with it. So he sent it to Excision. And then Excision came back to me like, yo, you're dope, we gotta start doing stuff. Yeah. So that's the whole crazy link. It's all it's all because of Jimmy AFK. Shout out to Jimmy. Because he's one of the best guys out there for sure. How did you even realize to how to get your music out there? Initially? Um I saw all those other guys putting it on SoundCloud. 
Yeah. So I, I just started doing the same thing, you know, just putting my songs on SoundCloud and people just start picking you up slowly but surely. It's still, it's still the best thing to do, to just put your stuff out on SoundCloud or YouTube. Are you also okay. contacting blogs and stuff? Blogs? No, not really. I didn't contact anyone until I got my first management. That's crazy. So how did people even find you on SoundCloud? Like SoundCloud is like, like everything's there. It's yeah. I don't know. It just. I did this one bootleg of a dog blood song, uh, which got featured on a blog, and it got like hundred likes. I don't know if it's still out there. It's like a Moombaton edit or something like that. It's, it's really old, but it got a hundred plays, and that kind of like motivated me to do more and I started making my original tunes and I just slowly started growing I've never really hit up any blogs myself crazy wow. yeah maybe that's a thing of now that you have to hit up a blog nowadays because uh, of the whole SoundCloud thing but back in the day it just it was all organic and really like that were you ever afraid that they weren't gonna take you seriously because you were so young back then oh I still do sometimes people call me like Baby D and Small Dion. I'm 18 now. <laughs> but yeah, back in the day, I mean, people, yeah, they, they listened to my music and they heard a certain, you know, that I wasn't really playing around and that I knew what I was doing. So they, they treated me like that. And whenever I made tunes with people, it's always been professional. And yeah, they never looked down on me or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's always cool. Were you afraid of people taking advantage of you? Um, not really. I try to look out there for sure. I share most or like everything I do with my parents too. Oh, that's just good. to like go over with them and like contracts. Uh, contracts, yeah, stuff like that. I mean, I'm 18 now, so I can do whatever I want, but still for that extra layer of security right there, you know. Mhm. Mm just want to have my parents check out stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then how did he get closer and closer to Excision over time? Because he's like your best friend and mentor now. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, we did one tune. And after that he flew. He actually had a connection in Amsterdam. So I got breakfast with him. Or dinner for me, breakfast for him. <laughs> I remember that. Uh, at the airport, that was the first time I met him. And we were just talking. And my dad was there too to pick me up. And he was like, we should get Dion out to Canada, Cologne, where he lives. And a couple months later, we did. My parents came with me, flew out to Canada to Excision's house, and I stayed oh, there wow. for a little bit. That was really cool. And we made a lot of tunes that week. And yeah, just slowly started growing from there, I guess. Started visiting more and started playing shows with him. Kind of grew from that. Me, Tosoki, Ray Volpe, all like... We were on this Skrillex forum, Skrillex Mothership. Oh yeah, we just talking, yeah, yeah. talking about that. <laughs> uh, there were all these kids, Tucker, Kruay, fucking Ray was there, Tosoki was there, all the homies. And it's funny and really good to like see them grow. And just, yeah, we, me and Tosoki actually met for the first time at Space Yacht a couple of days ago. Oh, no way. Which was so crazy, because I've known that kid since forever. So I met him before you did. Yeah, you met him before I did. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. How long after did you start getting management? Management? That was um, right when I met Excision. Oh. My first like real management, big management. Um, he took everything over for me, so his team is my team as well, which is cool. Before that, I had um, 
Michael, Michael Knight, he does stuff for Never Say Die now. Mm. Really good guy, shout out to him. He did most of my stuff. But yeah, Excision took everything over and I'm still with him right now. Yeah. Yep. And then I guess you just realized it's the right fit because you knew him from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Always stuck with him. Mm -hmm. And then how did you meet the other people like Monster Cup? Oh, that was um, Sasha is the A&R guy over there. And I was talking to him a little bit. It was just sharing tunes, you know, talking mm -hmm. about tunes. And at some point I sent him a pack of my tunes. And he was like, this one Panic song, we really want that one. This one's crazy. And I got so stoked, you don't know. Because <laughs> I've been listening to Monster Cat since I was like a little boy, you know. Mm -hmm. Those used to be like the shit, yeah. like years ago. Still is the shit, of course. But that got me really stoked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was so fun. And what was the next big thing after that? Uh, probably I started playing shows after that. I got my first show in Paris that October after I released the Monster Cat song. It was, it was a crazy show. Thousands of people like right away for your first show. I was so nervous. I was, I was shaking so much. <laughs> it was crazy, but I had such a great time. People there are amazing too. And you taught yourself DJing? Uh, Excision actually taught me like the little basics and how he does his stuff. And I kind of adapted and did my own version of that, my own techniques and my own style. So I kind of have that right now, which is really cool. I've been releasing with Monster Cat after that. Um, I did a bunch more Excision collabs, of course. And a collab with Adventure Club, which came out early the year after, which was crazy too. Mm -hmm. I hit them up on Twitter and I was like, can I remix Need Your Heart? Because that was like one of my favorite songs when I first started listening to dubstep. And they said, yeah, sure, go for it. So I made this little demo, just one drop demo, and I sent it to them and they were like, we want to work on this too. So we got like a little collab VIP remix thing going, that, which we released, which is really big for me too. Mm -hmm. yeah, How did you meet time. like Snails and Slushy? Uh, that's all the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I actually sent Slushy um, a pack of my tunes and one was unfinished and he just started bootlegging the mp3 file. <gasps> and I was like, you can just have the stems, here you go. <laughs> and he finished it, yes. Same with Snails, I uploaded a little video of like, me playing a new song on Facebook or something, and he hit me up like, yo, I want to work on this. <laughs> like, yes, we are going to work on this. <laughs> Took a while to come out, but it's a really dope yeah. tune, really happy with it. What was the inspirations behind your Texasy, Texasy EP? Oh, Texasy, yeah, that, that EP is, I guess, really housey for me, I guess. Um, I don't know, I just want to do something different and really make something that I really wanted to make, something more melodic than my usual stuff. That's the kind of route I want to go through now. I've been enjoying making more melodic music. Uh, I still love making dubstep, of course, but that was definitely a switch for me, and I think I'm gonna continue doing that because I'm really, it's really making me happy, oh, for sure. Yeah. How did you start like wanting to realize you want to change your sound? I, start, I was playing the Paradox Tour, and I, all, all I play is just dubstep music, you know, all the set. And I kind of got tired of that, hearing that every single time. And I started like playing these different tunes and I started listening to different music. And that kind of got me like thinking like I can evolve my, my sound in a way, you know, and just like work on it a bit more. And I started making these 
weird housey beats and I was having so much fun making it and I was like, damn, I didn't even know I could make this. Yeah. And, yeah, and it made me really happy. I was like, yeah, I want to keep on doing this until I get tired of it. Mm -hmm. And I just find something new, right? Yeah. How did Neon Dion come about? <laughs> Neon Dion, that was Downlink. So Downlink lives in the same town as uh, Excision. So we were chilling in Excision's basement one time. It's a dope basement, it's not like a scary basement. <laughs> but it's a, yeah, you were chilling there in his basement. And yeah, Sean Downlink kept calling me Neon Dion. And we were talking about redoing my branding, you know? And I was like, that's kind of catchy, I really like that. And I really like the aesthetic of like neon things. And we just started brainstorming about that. That's how the whole Neon Dion thing came along, I guess. Yeah. Actually, what was the decision to just go under your original name? Did you have like a different name before? No, I have no idea. I said, <laughs> I just made the SoundCloud account Dion Timmer and I put my edits on there. Like little edits of like songs, little Mumba edits back in the day, hip hop edits. And I just called them Dion Timmer edits. Yeah. I didn't think of anything seriously. It was just a fun thing I did between school. So I just called it with my own name, I guess, tagged it with my own name. <laughs> Nothing serious. Looking back, do you feel like you wish you came up with a producer name? No. Um, I kind of like it because it kind of shows that that music is Dion Timmer's music and that makes me feel really close to my music in a way. It's really weird, but I think of it that way, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were the ideas for your merch and like the mask? Oh, the mask, yeah. I'm actually starting a clothing company. I launched oh, wow. it today. Today? It's called, yeah, it's called Very Extra. <laughs> Perfect um, timing. Yeah, it's crazy. I just started that. Um, it's gonna be like all these cool anime designs mm -hmm. with a little bit of my branding on it, a little bit of Very Extra branding. So it's still linked to Dion Timmer. Yeah. I'm actually doing a whole rebrand too with a whole storyline. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's gonna be really crazy. I can I can tell you a little bit yeah, about it. It's like I think they want to hear. Yeah, of course. It's uh it's about this future type of world where uh, robots have taken over, and I'm kind of like the hero trying to like get people free and like make them have like a good night and just like you know set them free of all the troubles they have for just one night. I'm like the rebel leader in a way, which is really cool because um, the very extra brand. It's kind of the supreme in that world. Mm -hmm. So whenever we do like pop-up shops, we can do like a really cool branding where it's like this dystopian future. Oh wow. And yeah, it's gonna be really wild. I'm really stoked about <laughs> to get that going. How did you think of this? I've always wanted to do it. I've always been into like the comic stuff like that, but I've never I would never really had the courage to like pursue it. I had a good talk with my management and they were like, yo. We can just make this happen for you, dude. If this makes you happy, we will go for it all the way for you. And I'm like, shit, okay, let's oh, do it. <laughs> so you were always like, into anime when you were younger? Um, yeah, I used to watch a little bit of anime for like a good year, of two, year or two. But then after that, I really just got too busy with music. Mm -hmm. um, but I really love the aesthetic and love the vibe the anime stuff has. So yeah, I'm, I tried to like combine it with streetwear stuff which I haven't seen around too much before. So I'm trying to like get that fresh wave going, I guess. Mm -hmm. Really stoked about that. Yeah. And why do you decide for the mask? The mask. Uh, 
I, I love the dust mask vibe and I have my buddy Noah, uh, shout out to Noah for shapes he drew up a cool design for me, all these little like creatures and we just put it on that mask and we're, try we're trying to do t-shirts of that design too um, I really love how the mask links with the whole anime vibe I'm trying to have too definitely a good item for yeah. sure and where do you get your like clothing inspiration from? Um, bunch of my homies shout out to Four Eyes Clothing um, Four Eyes is one of those clothing companies that tries to like mix anime with streetwear there's a couple more clothing companies that are doing the same thing but not enough I feel like that scene could grow a little bit more that's why I'm trying to do my own thing that too with my very extra brand just to like bring those kids up too you know I always tag them and stuff and try to shout them out really yeah. cool yeah what's the meaning behind your tattoos? my tattoo um, you can see it but you have to show it more yeah. <laughs> struggles! <laughs> the oh struggle. my gosh alright so it says TGIF with a little three under it yeah. so that means thank god it's Friday the 13th because I was born on one actually Oh. yes there's no dark meaning behind it it's actually really happy because I was born on this day yeah <laughs> is that your only one did you have others? yeah this is all this oh. is all I have <laughs> I want to get a little music note here uh, so maybe next time I will have the music note yeah. maybe not <laughs> we'll see <laughs> how do you say your music has changed since you started when you were younger? Uh, I definitely, back in the day, I definitely tried to go for the most aggressive and loud, loud sounds you could possibly make. But nowadays, I kind of try to keep it more melodic. And I love it. I love music like that more, too. It makes it more fun to produce as well, where, it's, where it has a good melody and not just loud screaming sounds. But hey, if you're into that and you love loud screaming sounds, I'm down too because I love shit like that too. <laughs> Just making more melodic stuff is making me happier for sure. Yeah. Yeah. How would you say you've grown as a person since when you were younger? Uh, definitely more social. That's, a mo that's the most important thing. I wasn't really scared to go out, but I wasn't really good to, like, with like talking to people. I would just get nervous really quickly. But this whole music thing kind of like forced me to get out there and talk to people and just communicate more. And I, I say that really helped me as a person for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What would you say have been your biggest challenges so far? Uh, just leaving home, I guess. Mm -hmm. Because right now I don't really have have a real home. Of course I have a home back in the Netherlands, but I'm all over the place. My girlfriend at the time now lives in Detroit, and I live in Amsterdam, and I'm playing shows all around the U.S. And in Canada too, so I have this bag with me with my clothes in it, and that's basically all I have. Just like traveling around, so it's it's kind of sad leaving all these places. I'm kind of sad of leaving LA tomorrow because mm -hmm. I've been here for a week and I'm, it's starting to feel like home. But <laughs> now I have to leave again. That's what I'm trying to say. It's it kind of sucks. Yeah. But it's at the same time, you're seeing all these cities, you're seeing all this stuff, and I'm not too bummed about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What does success look like to you? Success. Uh, I feel like the most important thing is that you're happy yourself. Mm. People see success as you getting famous and having a lot of money and a lot of followers. But it's not a success if you're not happy yourself. If you're not making the music you want to make and 
doing the stuff you want to do, it's not worth it and it wouldn't be success, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's how I see it. Yeah. Ooh. What does love mean to you? Uh, love. That's a really hard question. <laughs> uh, actually, yeah. Love. That, that might be too hard for me. Yeah. That's a really, really difficult, difficult question. No I'm answer. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's too much. <laughs> that's too that's much. really deep. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not like twisted about that, but like, it's a really deep question. Yeah. I have to think for that a little bit. <laughs> Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? Um, my dang memes. No. <laughs> uh, my music. I guess. I guess that's a really bold answer there, but I want to be known for my music, my shows, my art, my clothing. My branding. I've been known as the Untimmer, the guy that did stuff mm -hmm. beyond the creator. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to be known for, yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. Of course, <laughs> of course. It's really fun. Really, oh. really fun. Bye, guys. Peace.